0: Welcome to the NRL.com season preview podcast. The Melbourne Storm under the pump today with Chris Kennedy. And back again is Jimmy Smith from SEN the Sports Entertainment Network. Jimmy, thank you for being here.
1: My pleasure, CK1. Thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> My pleasure. We're talking the Storm. They are the premiers. Um, they had to do it under all sorts of duress last year, living out of home, moving up to the Sunshine Coast, and... Um, you know, didn't get their, their Amy Park home base, but uh, nothing could stop them. They uh, got through to face the Panthers in the grand final. And even though the, uh, the score ended up pretty close, they were pretty convincing. So, can they go back to back? What do we think about the storm this year?
1: They turned adversity into a positive, didn't they? And it started the moment they touched down in the Sunshine Coast. And I'll never forget the interview. And if you want us to talk about uh, Psycho Babble and all the rest of it, Craig Bellamy said, We're staying in a resort, we're here in the sunshine. We're out of Melbourne, which at the stage was just about to go into a, a three-month lockdown and and were, were very grateful for the opportunity to continue playing footy. Everything he spoke about was positive. Everything he did was take away any excuses that players may or may not have had. So for them to find positivity in adversity was pure Bellamy, right? That's just, just classic Bellamy. Like, um, And then beyond that, there were all these other things that, that went into them being Uh, premiers in, in 2020, but that was a really good starting point from the master coach, and it helped you understand why he has the most incredible record, maybe even in the history of the game, where he just keeps getting sides to turn up in grand finals and he keeps getting players to play better than they have at any other club.
0: It's an interesting point you make because it obviously starts from Bellamy, but that filtered through the whole club. The number of times um, either I was on a Zoom for the the Storm media or or someone else was interviewing the Storm players and they they just kept getting repetitively asked, you know, it's been hard, you've been away from home, some guys are missing their families, some guys have moved their families, you've this, you've that. And I did not hear a single player complain that, you know they would say sure it's hard but people are doing it worse all that all our fans down in Melbourne who are in lockdown they just they they never used yeah. an excuse they never t- they never focused on the negatives it was always there's people worse off we're extremely lucky um, you know we're, we're playing sport we're in a country that's um, protected and yeah like you say that that positive mindset really seemed to filter through the entire squad
1: it's infectious Chris you know like that that's when your leader um, and and the leader that you know, no one questions because there's ultimate respect for Craig Bellamy. When your leader starts talking like that, then it makes it easy for, for people to follow. So, um, you know, I, I no, no surprise on that. I, I wouldn't actually even be surprised if they actually said to them, guys, think about where you are, think about what you're doing and now think about our fans down in Melbourne and think what they're going through in their lives and help you gain some perspective from that point of view. And if that was the case by the storm, then well done to them.
0: Oh, it surely would have been. Yeah, they um, no doubt they would have been across it as a as a group. Now, talking uh, roster wise, there's a um, a player named Cameron Smith who's been a reasonable player for the Storm <laughs> over the last little while. Now, it's looking increasingly likely that he uh, he won't be on the Storm roster this year, given that the uh, the season's about to start and he's not there. So, let's assume that the Smith era is in fact over at Melbourne, and uh, Harry Grant is taking over, um, coming off an Origin debut. Yes, he's uh, injured, going to miss the first. couple couple of weeks with a uh, a knee strain but in terms of um, replacing arguably the greatest player of all time you could do a lot worse than harry grant
1: it's incredible isn't it Uh, and there are some people who will say some data analysts that say you actually don't lose anything with harry grant being in that starting side like harry grant had the most incredible 2020 he he went from being an eighty thousand dollar a year player to by the end of the year when he's diving over to score a try in the. Third state of origin game. He's an eight hundred thousand dollar a year player, so yep. that's that's how he appreciated during the course of just one season. Brandon Smith, you can throw into the mix there too. Um, you know wh- whether he's playing at a dummy half or whether he's coming off the bench. You know he's going to do something similar to what he did over the over the last three or four or five years. But um, as difficult as it is to say, Harry Grant doesn't actually mean you lose too much on the field. Now what you lose off the field with Cameron Smith not there, that's much harder to quantify. And I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, just been an incredible part of Melbourne's success because of those things he does off the field over the course of his years there. But uh, actually on the field, mm. as crazy as it sounds, you're not going to miss Cam Smith that much.
0: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, I don't know if I've ever seen a player quite. You know, raise the players around him to the to the extent that Cameron Smith does. But looking at going from Smith to Harry Grant, there's I'm not going to say Grants a better player than Smith, but there's certainly things that he's going to offer that Smith would not be able to offer in terms of his dynamic um, running game. Yep. Um, so even though Smith's got that maturity, that ability to control the pace of a game, the the communication, the leadership, or all that other stuff, there's there's certainly some strings to his bow. I think Harry Grant's got that that Smith doesn't have.
1: Yeah, really keen observation. Like, yes, he gets out of dummy half more than Cameron Smith. He has the capacity to hold players up and hold up defenders uh, as Cameron Smith does. Um, defensively, he's very strong as well. So uh, he doesn't kick goals. <laughs> that's probably what he. That's probably what he doesn't do that that Cameron Smith does do. And, and look, that's really important part of the game. But as far as you know, if you were, if I was to say to you, Chris, which young hooker in the game would you most like to sign? You're yeah, the CEO of a club. The answer's Harry Grant. Yeah, it just so happened that the Melbourne Storm, it, it reminds me of the situation there where you got you got Cam Smith, you got Brandon Smith, and you got Harry Grant. You know, and, and if we look at the predicted side or, or we look at what, what happened to this Melbourne Storm side last year, you've got a premiership winning halfback in Jerome Hughes and a premiership winning, Clive Churchill medal winning fullback in Ryan Pappenhausen. If you go back 18 months from that point, then that was second in line for fullback and third in line for fullback at the Melbourne Storm. Yep. And yet, because of the system and because of the dedication of those players, we've now got Jerome Hughes, who was number two in that line, being talked about as a million-dollar halfback by rival clubs. And Ryan Pappenhausen, if he'd have been fit, probably plays for New South Wales in that that third State of Origin game. And he's a Clive Churchill medal winner. So, you know, you know, amaze, be amazed at what, what they do in the individual point of view, but... Um, as a collective, the Melbourne Storm. They're just an incredible system.
0: It's a phenomenal production line and the ability to turn players who have not been successful elsewhere into genuine top-tier players at, at Melbourne is just uh second to none. You, you touched on the goal kicking. It's an interesting one. It is an underrated sort of or well not maybe not underrated, but slightly overlooked aspect of the game. When you, you sort of stumble across a team that hasn't quite got it right. They've left let their main goal kicker go and haven't quite prepared someone else to to take over and they start losing games by two and four points. It's uh can be massive at the end of the season in terms of the ladder. And from the trial it looks like a um, looks like a young ryan pappenhausen may have been slotting them from the sidelines so maybe may just be smooth sailing for the
1: storm in that department as well are you surprised, are you, are you surprised <laughs> that Ryan from I'm, I'm like oh yeah fair Anything enough but like you know just this elite level elite level athlete that we know does everything right in terms of getting himself prepared and if craig bellamy came to him you know halfway through last year and said hey mate you know, Cameron, if Cameron goes, we might need you to be kicking. I've got no doubt he was doing a heap of work up there on the Sunshine Coast from that point of view. But to the point you're making, what Remus Smith is going down there, Suliasi Venevala is out of that Premiership winning side. Is, is anyone not anticipating Remus Smith to have the best season of his career thus far?
0: Yeah, and it, I mean it's the Brian Norrie factor, right? He's probably the the textbook example of a, a journeyman player who goes down there and suddenly he's just a you know absolute top tier NRL player. But we saw you know Chase Blair, unwanted by you know he went through Roosters and Manly and Parra without really nailing a first grade spot, got turned into a, a genuine NRL centre. You look at the the development of Justin Ollam from a guy who was outside the anyone's best seventeen into a you know a proper NRL first grade center. You know, Tigers let Josh Addo Carr walk and then he's playing for playing Origin and playing for Australia once he gets into the, the Melbourne system. Um, it's you what were you saying with Jerome Hughes, he was a second or third choice fullback. Now he's a premiership winning halfback. It's um it's just remarkable yeah. what they can do.
1: One one thing I will say there's well well there's two things I want to say about the, the Melbourne storm side that they they have to overcome. Tino Fasu and Malawi was a big loss for them. He he played some really exceptional footy back end of the season. So they've got to find a way, you know, Tui Kamakamitha, yes. Chris Lewis, yes. Neither of those guys have the dynamism of uh, Tino. Um, And the other thing is the change of the rules, uh, which I think suits Harry Grant as well. I also think it suits Cam Munster. Like as good as Cam Munster's been over the last couple of years, this unstructured play where you'll get a ball off a quick play of the ball and you'll have a retreating defence and you've just got to play. Cody Walker does it probably better than anyone. Um, Luke Keery's right up there as well when there's, you know, got all those those players that he can work with outside of him. Cam Must does something similar. Like he he's a guy who, I don't know how he does it. He's not the strongest. He's not the fastest. He hasn't got the biggest step. Um, he, he must have this this strength when he stands in those tackles and can, can offload from that point or, or break through those tackles. Unstructured footy suits Cam Munster, yeah. so the new rules are going to suit Cam Munster even further as well. So I, I anticipate his, and, and wherever Cam Munster is, Ryan Pappenhausen's got to be bobbing up alongside of him because um, he knows there's going to be opportunity there. That That's going to be a real key for them this year, and I think the new rules suit them.
0: Yeah, that um, I mean, that Origin 3 game just sums up Cameron Munster and what he can what he can offer to a team. It was one of the best games I think we've seen by a, a Queensland number 6 in an Origin game, and I don't say that lightly for a jersey that was worn by Wally Lewis and, and Darren Lockyer, amongst others.
1: Well, that, that was the thing. Prior to the series, prior to the series, Cameron Munster said, oh, I want to have the same impact on an Origin series as Wally Lewis and Darren Lockyer. And I went, oh, okay, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is a guy who lasted two minutes in the second game. And by the end of the third game, I thought well, you've had as much impact on an Origin series as Wally Lewis and Darren Lockyer. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, you think about it, upset win in the first game. He gets concussed early in the second and they lose handily back for the third and one of the great Origin performances. It's a, um, it's a, a dominant series in the end for, for Munster.
1: And, and the beauty of that first win in, in that origin game was it wasn't pretty. What they did wasn't pretty. And New South Wales led 10 0 and then they just wore them down. And they wore them down on the back of Cam Munster's one, his kicking game, but two, his chasing game. Yeah. He's chasing and defense game. Like that's not sexy, Chris. Like that's yeah. that's the stuff that you know that's the hard work that if Cameron Munster, you get the sense if Cameron Munster went to any other club in the NRL, maybe there's a few exceptions, but you know, that wouldn't be part of his game because he's a Melbourne Storm player. You think, yeah, yeah. that If you need me to do that, coach, and that's what Coach Bennett needed on the night, if you need me to do that, coach, I'll do it. And that's yeah. how they won the first game.
0: Yeah. it's a phrase in footy I hear a bit, enough that it's almost a cliche now, but you say someone's not an athlete. He's just an out-and-out footy player. And I think Cameron Munster probably epitomises that more than anyone. He's just an out-and-out footy player.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, the other guy I want to mention, Nelson Asifa. Solomona, different dude yeah rides around Melbourne with the, on his um, moped with his thongs on and you know like he's 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 a bit out there Nelson I he's come he still hasn't played his best football yeah okay. you know, I mean this is scary for the competition I think I think Nelson's best football is in front of him yeah uh, and as a result of that I I, I would expect a, a massive not not quite breakout but you know uh, uh, his best season thus far for Nelson athlete mm. Solomon
0: yeah there's plenty of strings to, to their bows down there I mean don't forget you know Dale can missed most of the second half of the season he's back and fully fit you know Kenny Bromwich in the last couple of years has gone from being Jesse's little brother to one of the elite back rowers of the, the competition it's um, it's a lot of good players down there
1: uh, undoubtedly and and you know you're trying to find a weakness you're trying to find a weakness and you go oh Brenko Lee and Justin Olam in the centres and you think about how strong Olam was back half of last year and and Brinko Lee started the year he was trialling for the Rebels. And then he then he had a train, a train and trial at the Melbourne Storm. And then somehow he made his way in there. He finished up a state of origin player. Premiership winning state of origin player. And, you know, and, and as unlikely as that sounded at the start of the year, the great thing is that clearly he was good enough to do that because he showed it. And it was just Melbourne Storm and Craig Bellamy and, and those players around him that allowed him to fulfil some potential. Um, and, and, and that's a great story in itself.
0: Okay, so the Melbourne Storm in 2021. We've seen over a number of decades how hard it is for premiers to go back-to-back. Back. Well, the Roosters very recently showed us that it is possible Storm go back to their their Amy Park home base. Um, they replaced the best player of all time with one of the, the best young players in the game today. Can they do it? Can they go back-to-back?
1: Back? Absolutely, they can. Not saying they will, but absolutely they can. Thereabouts they're in the market, um, there's a couple of other sides around them that I think, you know, I think South Sydney, I think, I really think the Roosters will be strong again yep. um, beyond, those, beyond those three, you know, um, Penrith. I, I think it's there's a real gap in the market. I, I think there's a gap yeah. in the market between the best four or five sites, um, four in particular, you know, South Melbourne Roosters, Panthers. Uh, Maybe Raiders. And so to see the Maybe Raiders to see this, you know, Hodgson's going to be really important for them. But to see the storm in another grand final in 2021, I would not be surprised, Chris.
0: Nor would I. All we've got time for today, but Jimmy Spear, thank you again for joining us. Thanks for previewing the Melbourne storm.